HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This program was brought to you by the Academy Opus Caseus, whose training programs bring cheese professionals to the next level. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hi, this is Diane Stemple, stopping by HeritageRadioNetwork.org on a sunny Sunday afternoon, delivering my taped interviews from last Sunday's Vermont Cheesemaker Fest. It was a delightful afternoon. Please listen to bits and pieces of my interviews with the following. Mary Spicer of Grafton Village, Stephanie Skinner of Culture Magazine, Carlos Yeskis of Cheese Coalition, Peter Henry of Consider Bardwell Farm, Allison Hooper, amazing Vermont cheesemaker that she is from Vermont Creamery, and Jeremy Stevenson, current holder of Best in Shows trophy from last year's ACS for Tarantay's Reserve. Hi, this is Diane Stemple, reporting from the Vermont Cheesemaker Festival at Shelburne Farms. And I'm talking to Carlos Yeskis, and he is a uh, he is working for Old Ways Cheese of Choice Coalition. Which can you tell me the new name? Yeah, so our new name is uh, Old Ways Cheese Coalition, mm-hmm. and the reason why we are changing our name is because we're expanding our mission. Okay. So before we were. Uh, focus mostly on um, raw milk cheeses and now we are going to do other issues about traditional cheese as well Um, wood board, aging um, traditional rennets cheese mite, ash Um, so a lot of other processes that uh, are needed to make traditional cheese and that are being um, unduly under attack by health regulators so we're trying to now reach out to a Water audience, uh, teaching them about uh, traditional cheeses in many, uh, in the many ways that exist, not just raw milk cheese. Okay, um, American cheese or cheese in the whole world? Cheese in the whole world. Okay. Um, our our vision is that if you're eating better 
uh, Gruyere mm-hmm. or Parmigiano Reggiano, you're mm-hmm. probably eating better American cheese as well, and okay. the other way around. What would you be wanting to tell people at your at uh, your post today? So what we're here for is one to um, and sh- to make consumers um, aware that a lot of the cheeses that they're going to be sampling today and that they're uh, you know, meeting the cheesemakers today are under attack. Okay. And uh, to to ensure that there is the whole conversation about uh, what is happening in regulation that may threaten those cheeses that people are already finding interesting here or that they already love. Um, so that's part of our So more here. for the consumer yes. of the cheeses, because in the industry we know we're under attack, exactly. but, but the consumer may not know. That's exactly right. The, okay, the consumer doesn't really understand why we're under attack, and so right. once you explain the issues, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you love your Tarantes or right, you your favorite love cheese. some of these like traditional cheeses from Vermont, uh, you are then sort of like surprised that they're on their attack for no right. apparent reason other right. than you know an overzealous regulatory agency. Yeah. yeah. So this is an important educational outreach. That's right. To help the consumer know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. And really, the coalition is a coalition of consumers. Right. Uh, we partner with cheesemakers and we partner with uh, retailers, but really our, our, our consumer, it's really the consumers that are a focus of okay. our work, uh, both so that they have more information and knowledge about the health and the health benefits of traditional cheese, mm-hmm. that they have information about the scientific benefits mm-hmm. of it as well, mm-hmm. but also that um, they make a connection between uh, cheese makers and themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, because there's so much information out there, some consumers, if a producer tells them, oh, you know, raw milk is very good, consumers may not uh, believe them 100%. Right. You know, because you're trying to sell them a mm-hmm. product. Or understand what that means about quality. Exactly. And so what we're trying to be is the third party, mm-hmm. um, sort of on interested if you buy this one cheese or that other cheese but what we really want is that you um, that you're getting raw milk cheese Mm -hmm. or that you're getting cheese that has been aged in a traditional method Mm -hmm. and 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 that you have that information and so consumers what we've been getting as feedback is that this is exactly information that we want and we want someone Mm -hmm. else to tell us what is the Mm -hmm. For a cheesemaker, it's also beneficial because sometimes, you know, if you're taking care of your animals and you're also making cheese and you're going making out sales calls and you know that sort of thing, it's actually very difficult to come up with this research uh, mm-hmm. and putting it out there. Oh, yeah. So we're trying to definitely help consumers and producers at mm-hmm. the same time, just trying to publicize make, issues. Yeah. This is Diane Stemple from Cutting the Curd at the Vermont Cheesemaker Fest uh, 2015, interviewing Stephanie Skinner, uh, one of the founders, founders and editors of publisher. No, publisher of Culture Magazine, a magazine we all know and love on Cutting the Curd. Uh, it's so great that you invented it because it, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. I remember your first... Um, centerfold uh-huh. and saying this is what cheese needed a centerfold <laughs> it's really the greatest anyway.
anyway, I wanted to ask you, um, how many times have you been to the Vermont Cheesemaker Fest? Uh, I believe that we've, this is, I think, our eighth year. This is, they're eight years old, right? So we've been here since the very beginning. Okay, great. Actually, because I, I believe that the festival actually started with the impetus coming from Vermont Creamery. Uh-huh. And um, we, we know the folks, obviously, at Vermont Creamery very well, right. and so we... Joined in so right we away. joined in right mm-hmm. away, and it's been what a what an amazing explosion! I, I remember know. when it was just one little tiny thing <laughs> with a with sort of an entrance tent, and now it's you know what four tents, something like that. Right, it's right. crazy. It's gotten, it's gotten a lot bigger. As has American cheese. As has now, been. when did culture start? We started in December of two thousand and eight. So okay. we're. Uh, we are in the middle of our seventh year. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to be six or seven. I can never remember. Okay. And were you instrumental ever in the organ- organizing of the of the Cheesemaker Fest? No. 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 Right. No. Not the festival. We were busy. We were busy trying to get our act together on the magazine. Okay. Which we make it look effortless. I understand that, but it turns out that it's. <laughs> it was not. It was not. It never is. Has it gotten more effortless? Yes, a little. As we the now years. have a. Mm-hmm. Our staff has uh, has grown and professionalized, uh-huh. which is important. You know, when you first start out, um, really the only person that was really a full-time. publishing person, uh, actually the only person that was, I mean, we had full-time people, mm-hmm. but the only person who actually knew uh, the business of publishing was me. Okay. And um, since then, we've, um, you know, we've expanded. We have a new editor-in-chief, Courtney mm-hmm. Hollins, mm-hmm. and uh, she came from Boston Magazine and Boston oh, Globe, so we have... Okay. Yeah, some professional folks. Um, and now that Lassa is, can, Lassa is heavily involved, we're also launching um, events. Okay. And what did you do before Culture? I'm, I've been in publishing since the dawn of time. Okay. <laughs> I think I was so there when, like, when the you Bible so was, young. you know. No, <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I was, at the time I was actually working for, uh, when, we, when we first conceived of it, I was working for George Lucas, who was, he had a magazine mm-hmm. um, for his education foundation. And uh, so I was spending a lot of time out on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and uh, Lassa and her friend Kate Arding mm-hmm. were working on setting up um, Oxbow Cheese Market out there. And, with, and at one, one evening, after some glasses of wine... I was going to say, I yeah. bet alcohol was involved. You cooked up this idea. We cooked up this crazy idea, and then... Did uh, the name, culture, come right away? No. No. No, we okay. actually did a, a whole series of um, brainstorming events with people and um, cast about for, for ideas, and then... And we actually almost called it curd. I was going to say, did you have a runner-up? We had a... We actually... There were two runners-up. Cheese Toast, which is actually the name of our okay. company... Okay. Holding company. When I say holding, it's not holding much, but right, anyway. Right, but the right. holding company that is Cheese Toast, and then um, Curd, and we uh-huh. decided that Curd was was too insider. Yeah. And um, and it rhymes with nerd. Yeah. And turd. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to remind people of right, those kinds of right, things right, when they're right. anyway. And then um, and then Cheese Toast was too too sort of you know left field. Yeah. So um, actually, a friend of Lass's whose name I've don't, I, I've forgotten because right. I'm pathetic. Um, suggested culture, and it was, it's like it's any excellent. great idea, it was like this oh, bolt oh, out oh, of the, you, you know. You all, like, loved it immediately. Yes, and we were like, my God, that's, of course, yes. Uh-huh. And then um, our editor at the time, uh, Elaine Kosarova, uh-huh. who was the, um, she was actually not the founding editor, she was the second editor, mm-hmm. but. Um, I believe I met her in Vermont. Y- yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she came up with the tagline, which is the word on cheese. Okay. So. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. 
Um, okay, so um, by coming to Vermont Cheesemaker, what do you, as a magazine publisher, mm-hmm. hope to accomplish? Mostly, mostly we, um, mostly we're looking for um, uh, new, you know, cheeses to write about. Okay. Um, interesting uh, new trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for instance, I'm fascinated by some of the. I don't know if you've noticed it. The the bee, the um, that. Paper that's it's actually a replacement for um, uh, for plastic wrap that's right over oh, there. Okay. Bee wrap is what oh, it's called. Okay. Like, that's the kind of thing that you will never see wandering around in right. a, at a big, even mm-hmm. at a fancy food show. Right. So at the fancy food show, it's you, so it's so intense. overwhelming, right. and it's right. so expensive to mm-hmm. be there that the mm-hmm. really small guys don't get there. Mm-hmm. So we like to um, to come here and, and check see, out the yeah, small guys, especially because they're right. They're just like our northern neighbor, right. so it's nice right. to see what's happening. Now I'm wondering how um, has the percentage of coverage changed in the magazine from the beginning till now mm-hmm. in terms of American cheese. Mm. It's boomed, mm-hmm. so are you covering it a lot more because yeah. European, mm-hmm. you know, is farther away and harder to cover, or...? Well, uh, we always have a focus on American cheese. Uh-huh. It's always been that way. But um, I would actually say that we have, because we now have six issues a year, we actually have a broader coverage of European cheeses, but not in necessarily in percentage, meaning we just right. are able to cover more um, okay. Uh, European You've cheeses. added two. We've added two issues. Yeah, two special issues. Okay. So is one of them the ACS? Yes. Yeah, so it started as the ACS, but now we actually cover um, cheese. I think seven cheese contests and the winners of all of those. Oh, so we, excellent. Yeah. So we have we have um, so you know the British Cheese Awards and the World Cheese Award Cheese Championship or whatever they're, they're all, they all have they the all same have name. Their own names. Yeah. So we cover all of those, um, the winners of those kinds of things, and we, and especially when there are cheeses that win at all of them, you know, there's sort of an interesting oh, yeah. group that keeps yeah. sort of rising to the top. Now, when was the first year that you combined that? Uh, that would have been in 20, hmm, 2013, okay. I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the ACS issue was an insert okay. in the winter issue uh, for a couple of yeah. years, and mm-hmm. it just got so it got so big yeah. that we couldn't contain well, it in that listing. Well, listing the winners, there's yeah. so many winners in so right. many categories. Right. And we don't do that now. We, we, do, we just do the winners of the categories, um, and we then online we have the, uh, the, full, okay. the full listings. Okay. Um, what are the best parts of a festival like this for you? Well, uh, seeing old friends, too. That's, <laughs> I mean, it really is nice. Right. Because now it's such a great industry, congenial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, people come from far and wide. This this particular one, this has been really interesting because a lot of people that uh, I don't necessarily see, I never see them any other time, but they're coming from Canada. There's a lot of Canadians here. Yeah, nice. And um, so bump into them here, and really I'm not going to see them any other time. Uh-huh, because they don't come to ACS. They don't come to ACS okay. because their cheeses can't come to the United States. Ah. So there's really hardly any reason. And this is reason. closer. And this, this is closer. closer. Yeah. Right, oh, exactly. that's nice. So that's, that's, and then the other fun thing, I guess, is that it's, you know, it's in rather a beautiful location. <laughs> Let's is. face it. And amazingly, for cutting the curd listeners, it was pouring rain at nine thirty. It was a dismal forecast, yeah. and we're sitting 
in the shade in on a sunny day that's almost too hot but not quite. At looking out over Lake Champlain. Right, right. Blowing our minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think are the big issues for cheesemakers this year coming into ACS, uh, in your magazine? What, mm. what do you think is going on on the cheese scene? Um... Good and bad, good political and bad. Well, and I not. would say on the interesting side, having been to the uh, California Artisan Cheese Festival, and I saw um, a wave of um, I would uh, sheep milk cheeses showing oh, up. So okay. I think there's there's more of that coming. Um, you've got some interesting uh, all over the all over the country. You've got sheep sheep mm-hmm. milk. I I know there's not a lot yet, mm-hmm. but there's more than there were. Let's just mm. put it like that. Uh, I would say the big, I mean. There's been such a boom in the specialty food market over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. In fact, almost a 20% increase in, in retail sales um, for specialty food, according to the Specialty Food Association's um, report that they do every year. That um, I think that the American cheesemakers are probably targets for um, for Canadian, I mean, for uh, European buyers, and I think they're probably feeling that you know they've grown up, that they've really mm-hmm. on the scene now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so that comes with with good and bad, uh-huh. and um, so that's my that's my quick assessment of what's okay. probably going to happen. I, more of the obviously more of the the problems with you know uh, again professionalizing you know bigger industry bigger problems as right. they say. Right. So um, that things like the safety. Right. Uh, I don't right. you know we Does don't know enough about that. Does the magazine do um, anything on the FDA issues? Or we, do you we keep do, out of that? No, we do. We do cover it. We mm-hmm. actually have done. We've covered uh, it from the perspective of um, uh, not just for for cheesemakers, um, but also for um, you know how it affects in stores and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. So um, I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm casting about remembering last time we did an article on it. But we actually because we hired because Courtney is is on board. We are looking at doing some more. Uh, I guess I would say hard journalistic okay. stuff like that, but Great. it's a you know we're a consumer magazine, so mm-hmm. it can't. I, mm-hmm. I think you know it can't we, get too technical. It can't get the, and and we have to remember that what's mm-hmm. in it for the for the for the reader because we're an entertaining publication. Right. We're right. not there to uh, and bore. beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> we try to be. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is Diane Stemple, uh, live from the Vermont Cheese Festival 2015, talking to Mary Spicer of Grafton Village Cheese. Welcome, Mary. Mary. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm delighted to be here. I can't believe the sun's shining, and it's great to talk to you. This is such a fabulous sight, and we're excited with the uh, amount of people that are milling around just enjoying the cheese today. Do you know how many people come? Well, there's probably about 2,000 people on site, mm-hmm. including the vendors um, and the volunteers. And we do have to cap the attendance because of the restrictions of the site. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it did sell out this year. It sells out pretty much every yeah, year. Yeah, I think I've much. tried to get in before and yeah. did not succeed. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. And this is the primary funding mechanism for the Vermont Cheese Council. Oh, um, what they make today right. is their budget. Is, is, is some almost. of their budget. I mean, we do mm-hmm. get some grants and the membership fees, but um, but this is the, the biggest chunk of the funding for the Cheese Council. Mm-hmm. And we're now in our second year of having a full-time executive director, which helps so much. Mm-hmm. And um, and who is that? And that that's Tom Bill. Mm-hmm. He's oh, a right. former chef. Mm-hmm. Um, he's awesome, and it's been great having a full-time person um, sort of managing the, the business and the efforts of the Cheese Council. 
And if it wasn't for this festival, we wouldn't be able to have that person. Oh, that's great. Okay. Now, how many years have you participated? From the start? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And Grafton Village Cheese is a sponsor. Okay. Yeah. And always has been. And always has been. Okay. Yeah. And um, so you, were you instrumental in organizing it the first year? Personally, no, but Grafton Village Cheese was instrumental. Okay. Um, at the time, uh, Wendy Brewer, who's with our organization, um, was um, one of the committee members in the beginning. Okay. Now, since you're an old-timer, can you tell us how it's grown and changed? Uh, well, I'm not sure if I want to be called an old-timer. <laughs> I don't know how I take it. Okay, but, okay. Um, Seven I, years old-timer. Yeah, it, um, it has grown. Mm-hmm. We can say that. We've, we've, added, uh, we've been able to add several hundred in attendance, but again, we, we do have a cap. Okay. So we can't grow much more than this. So the additional tents don't give you more... No, it, uh, it gave us more breathing room, really. Okay. It, uh, some of the feedback we had gotten was that it gets, it gets a little congested, mm-hmm. in, um, particularly in the barn. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for the guests to get to the tables, and it, sometimes it gets hot. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did, it, it, was, it did allow us to add a little bit, but it, but it mostly gave us breathing room. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's important, because we want a positive experience. Right, right. Is, it, is the... Um, limit for cars? Uh, I can't answer that exactly. The limit is in uh, I think it's in people in attendance at this site at Shelby okay. Farms. Okay. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, okay. that, that's as much So as how else has it changed through the years? Well, well, the Vermont Cheese Council has changed over the years. We just got our 50th member, oh, which wow. is a milestone because when the Cheese Council started, I want to say there were, you know, maybe a dozen, 14, something like that. Cheesemaker. Yeah, members that, uh-huh. that started a Cheese now, Council. Now, is that all the cheesemakers in Vermont, or is that just who want to sign up for the council? I would say that's the majority. I mean, that's almost mm-hmm. all the cheese. There's okay. probably a couple of teeny ones out there that have not Haven't joined, joined yet. but that's the majority of mm-hmm. them. And, um, so and it's a tiny state. It's so a little that's amazing. state. And so to get to f- having 50 members who are, you know, active paying members in the in the Vermont Cheese Council is is just so exciting. It's fabulous. And you know, we're we're an influential state when it comes to cheese making. We're just not large. Right. Right. Um, so. Do you have an idea of the percentage of cow? Is it 80% cow and uh, I wish you had asked me to figure that out ahead of time because, no, I don't know that off the top of my head. Okay. But um, I would say the majority is cow, and then next would be goat, and then there's a few tiny, sheep. Tiny bit of sheep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it seems like uh, it's a great get-together for everyone. It, how can it? How could it not be in this, in this beautiful setting <laughs> right. with the mountains and the lake and the green grass and the you know the pastures here and the beautiful tents and everybody who comes is into cheese and is excited to be here and is excited to be here. So we think that it's it's uh, it's just an exciting opportunity for us to tell our story, to get our cheese sampled. Mm-hmm. Um, people go home with cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, you sort of make you bond with the people that come, mm-hmm. and you make you know you make uh, you know customers for life. Mm-hmm. Do you find that most of the people are from Vermont or do a lot of people come up? Oh no, the majority of the people are from out of state. Oh nice. Yeah, and, I mean there are busloads of people that come from out of state. That's great. Yeah, some cheese shops send busloads and then 
Um, I know I've spoken to people from mid- the Midwest, from Florida. You know, it, this may not be the only reason why they came to Vermont, but it's uh-huh. one of the reasons they've come to Vermont. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's 60 or 70 percent are from out of state. So you're really meeting new customers and getting yes. to know them and feeding them your cheese. Absolutely. So that's great that's for fabulous. everyone. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, what's the best part of the day for you? Well, you know, interestingly, we're the cheese making community, especially in Vermont, is very tight. We're mm-hmm. all very close, but usually we only see each other at events, and mm-hmm. so it's really nice to see everybody mm-hmm. and chat. Um, so for me personally, I love to just see all the other cheesemakers. Oh, great! Right, but um, you know, it's also nice to come to this fabulous mm-hmm. place and, and uh, see all the enthusiasm around our products. Mm-hmm. And now in a couple of weeks is ACS in Providence. So exciting that it's on the East Coast. You're right. Yes. So you can just buzz right down yeah. there and do some more cheese partying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we need to eat a lot of vegetables between now and then. <laughs> right. Now because um, Rhode Island is not exactly a big cheese state, because it's not a big state, is Vermont partially feeling like they're hosting in Providence? The Vermont Cheese Council is the marquee sponsor okay. for this year's ACS. And that's bigger than usual? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's because we're the, the we're the largest guild um, closest to Providence. Right. Um, and so let me say that on our own, the Cheese Council does not have the funding to do that kind of sponsorship, but we got a lot of help from the state of Vermont. Oh, good. Um, so they were very much interested in participating in did the sponsorship. Did you get grants? Yes, or? we did. Oh, yep. nice. And, and, and a lot of logistical help. And mm-hmm. um, so it's been... Because it's good for them to promote Vermont cheese exactly. so close to home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, we have so many visitors... Uh, before and after ACS, coming to tour, to make cheese with us, mm-hmm. to just see the facilities. Um, and uh, I know a lot of other cheesemakers in Vermont do also, so it gives us the opportunity not only to see them close to home in Providence, but to actually get them to our facilities. Right. And um, that's really exciting. Right. And you and Grafton are nice, are, are much closer. Yeah. Being at the southern end, you're much closer than some of the other guys. It's only about three hours, yeah. um, if that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we have we have a full complement of guests coming for the next two weeks, really. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I feel like um, as soon as Fancy Food Show comes, it's cheese summer, and it's just, it's like the high season. It is. It is. <laughs> and, and it's sometimes too close here. together. It's like boom, boom, boom. I know, and it's hard to decide if you can go to everything or not. not. Um, and this year was it too we had a lot of discussion about whether or not the the cheesemakers festival should be the week before ACS or the same week as ACS oh. or you know what would be better for for the people going to ACS what would be better for the cheesemakers and it's hard to it, it was hard to figure that out yeah yeah some of my friends said oh I'm not going to Vermont because it's the weekend before and I said no 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 there's yeah. another there's a weekend in between I you can know. rest I know it's hard, it's hard it, traveling is hard so and it's we, also a lot of socializing and eating and drinking <laughs> shucks <laughs> it's hard work yes someone has to do exactly. it exactly <laughs> so what do you see this year as um, major issues at ACS in Providence. What do you think is going to be talked about? Well, I think there are a couple. I mean, there's the continuing discussion with FDA, which mm-hmm. is exciting in that these lines of communication are really opening up. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting, and we're looking forward to seeing how how that relationship progresses. 
Will um, this be the second year that FDA is coming? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was very exciting to have them come last year. Obviously, they came uh, because there was the controversy over right. the wooden boards. And, and But the result of that, there were a couple of positive effects over that whole controversy. One was that the cheese community really gelled um, and the guilds worked with their members and the and the guilds worked with ACS and mm-hmm. ACS got behind everything and um yeah, and it really like a very united and quick response. Yes. And all we're asking is that I mean we all have the same interest in mind. We want to ensure the safety of our products for our consumers. Mm-hmm. E- everyone wants that. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want And we the, want to sell delicious cheese. Yeah, well of course. <laughs> um, but we want the decisions and the regulations uh, that are coming from the government, from FDA, to be based in science. Mm-hmm. And we know our processes and our procedures better than they do, quite frankly. And so mm-hmm. we need to we need to have those lines of communication open so that they can understand um, what, what we do and, mm-hmm. and why we do certain things certain ways. And uh, so last year was, was, was that sort of opening salvo to get those lines of communication open, and I think ACS has been doing a wonderful job in keeping that going. They've mm-hmm. been having a lot of meetings, a lot of discussions, and then this year will be interesting to, mm-hmm. uh, to see how that progresses. And it'll be nice, too, because it's a little less adversarial after the first year, it feels like, okay, now we're learning from each other and we're trying to move forward. None of us feel as though FDA is the enemy. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't feel that. Like mm-hmm. I said, we all want the same thing, which is ensuring the safety of our products. Um, again, we just want it to be logical. Right, right. This is Diane Stemple from Cutting the Curd at the Vermont Cheesemaker Festival interviewing Allison Hooper from Vermont Creamery. What do you think are the current issues for Vermont cheesemakers? Well, you know, some of us met the other day um, about um, working towards getting non-GMO verified for our cheese and our milk supply. Mm -hmm. Um, For some of us, it's less complicated than others, but we do, we have um, been able to source non-GMO grain, and our goat dairy, Ayersbrook Goat Dairy, will start buying this grain soon, and Mm -hmm. uh, start the process of getting verification. Um, You know, I think it's a great... So that makes your goats... Non-GMO, non-GMO. And we have cheese. to grow right, so our, takes a our while. crops are all non-GMO, and so fortunately we don't have GMO corn or alfalfa, um, so that's not a problem for us. But what we'll need to do is for some of our other producers, some of whom are are feeding silage that they get from a neighboring dairy farm, we'll have to get them transitioned to uh, <laughs> to. Um, She's very GMO. popular. <laughs> <laughs> to non-GMO. So it's exciting. I think mm-hmm. it's it's daunting mm-hmm. um, to try to unwind this um, food supply, but I think uh, those of us in Vermont, we really want to be part of the new food system. We really mm-hmm. want to work together. And, um, you know, I, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. We have an awful lot of clout. Mm-hmm. Um, both in-state and nationally, um, while we may not be utilizing enormous amounts of milk, we certainly contribute to the economy and um, 
the brand, the Vermont brand, mm-hmm. is very strong with the cheesemakers. And, you know, I think we're just highly principled people in general. I mean, I, I think, think that's true. You're, you're fairly unified in your absolutely. principles up here, you know, we just, and that, that matters. Yeah, people want to do the right thing. They mm-hmm. want to... They want to do right by the land, by by um, by our customers who care about these things. They really care, and to the extent that you know, it, it we won't let um, that desire by the consumers that you know for whom this is very important. We won't be dismissed by that. You know, mm-hmm. just this is going to be. While it may seem kind of obscure today, you know, five, ten years from now, it's going to be a big deal. People mm-hmm. are really going to be looking for these products mm-hmm. because they, they, you know, that's the direction they have integrity. Are going in. That's right. Mm-hmm. People are done. People are sick of all the pesticides and all the junk that we're putting on mm-hmm. food, and you know, especially the the. Uh, you know, our millennials that just care about this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so. Okay. Now, um, I'm, I assume you're going to Providence in two weeks. I am. What are you looking forward to in Providence? And, and are Vermont cheesemakers sort of one of the hosts? Yeah, Vermont cheesemakers are going to be busy. We are going to have a gathering at the Trinity Brew House um, mm-hmm. for the pub crawl. Okay. I think we are That's sponsoring an night. opening reception, which is on Thursday night, and wow. uh, we're going to have a pancake breakfast with Vermont mm-hmm. maple, the right. real Vermont maple syrup. Oh, great. So that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, and, because uh, there's not, is there, are there any cheesemakers in Rhode Island? There are some cheesemakers in Rhode Island. But it's not uh, a big... Narragansett Creamery, okay. Shy it, Brothers Farm is in Westport. But it's um, not a big enough group that can... It's not a big group. Yeah. They're, they're, um, it's, a, it's a nascent... It's a tiny state. Um, industry and Rhode Island is one of my favorite states. I absolutely love it. I How love come? going. Well, I you love like going Providence? to the beach there. Oh, okay. And um, Providence is a wonderful little city. It's almost like a big town. Mm-hmm. And um, there are lots of college students there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be bringing a, a pickup truck full of bicycles, and we're going to rent an Airbnb and ride to the conference and ah. grab some of my pals who love to cycle and we'll go ah. down and ride oh, down. Oh, you always to, like doing yes. that. Before so or ride, after? Ride. Okay. During probably. You, you know, going to Newport? I don't know whether I'll go to Newport. Okay. Yeah, Newport's a, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Newport is interesting, but we like to go to um, Watch Hill mm-hmm. and uh, Little Compton and mm-hmm. Yeah, Rhode Island is a really wonderful place. Oh, cool. So So you're looking forward to it. And because the conference is in Providence, um, we have a lot of our customers coming to visit in Vermont. Oh, right. um, Afterwards or before hostess okay. for a number of days before and after. And it so does seem right. more and more cheesemakers um, part of the job is welcoming welcoming people and showing them around and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. showing them what's going on at the showing farm. Showing them what's going on. Everybody yeah. wants to visit yeah. the farm. Yeah. I mean, it's really... And they really do. I mean, it's really sincere. <laughs> they really do. And and I'm just so glad that we bought this farm three years ago and decided to, to bid up a dairy and, you know, start to transition others to milk goats and develop mm-hmm. good genetics and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, you know, for me, that's really where it's at. You know, 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, we were all trying to figure out how to make cheese. Mm -hmm. And now we're trying to figure out how to make our cheeses uh, an expression of Vermont, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and really, um, really teach uh, not only our trade customers, but consumers about this is where the food comes from. And when, when your customers step on the farm and they see the level of care and um, uh, complexity mm -hmm. involved in running a, you know, um, a viable dairy, mm -hmm. it's, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really have a huge appreciation for the value of what they're buying, and mm -hmm. we have to do that. We mm -hmm. cannot minimize that. You know, when our trade customers, you know, what's discouraging for us is we go into the market... And we talk to buyers, and some of these buyers, they've never been to a farm. Mm -hmm. They don't know how cheese is made. They've never been into an aging room that's got, you know, 1,500 cheeses in it. Um, and all of all the cheeses need to be handled and, you know, mm -hmm. turned. And, um, and you know, it's, that's not their fault. But, but our job is to get them here mm -hmm. and get them understanding what's behind so they know what they're selling. They know, they what, know they're what they're selling. buying. They know what the value is. Yeah. And they, they see understand. it. They understand mm -hmm. that you know. Then they think, why is this so expensive? Well, come visit and mm -hmm. you will see. Mm -hmm. It's not expensive. It's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much yes. for talking to good me. Good for you. Hi, this is Diane Stemple from Cutting the Curd Heritage Radio Network org, talking to Peter Henry. From Consider Bardwell Farm at the Vermont Cheesemaker Festival 2015. Hi, Peter. Hey, Diana. How are you? Good. Good. What's this story? It's a whole new world to step into. Like having yes. no real solid background in cheese except right. as an eater. Right. To walk into this in the last couple of years has been yeah. uh, pretty remarkable. Well, cheese professionals are this small crew of fanatics, and yeah. now you're seeing cheese customers is a larger but still fairly small group of cheese fanatics. Sure, yeah, and it's and yeah, there's a distinct line. There, there's, there, <laughs> everyone should be totally welcome and comfortable just eating a cheese and not knowing too much about it. Right. That's that's people apologize for not remembering the names of our right, cheeses, and they say, right. like, for the love of God, don't. Just right. like, yeah, if you have. Well, you, you shouldn't want to remember it if you want to eat it again. That's I'm okay the with problem. that. Yeah, exactly. Like That's I want them to remember us. I I don't need to be a household brand. I just need to be the cheese that they you know, right, and right. they can taste through it all again. Mm -hmm. But that said, it's still great when people do. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good when right. people are doing the due diligence, and you just can't be so overcommitted to every different right. style of food. Right. Too. Well, you were being working for Consider Bardwell and doing farmers markets, so you only have your your set cheeses. Oh, yeah. When I worked at Murray's, people would come oh. and say. Well, what did you feed me last time? Yeah, and great. Well, yeah, thanks it was a lot. Three months ago, I don't think I Let's remember. Started, you know, you know. Was, what color was it? Just do alphabetical <laughs> order and work the way down. Yeah, that's. A, I, I get to kind of be a, a like a half cheesemonger because right. I'm responsible for. You can, you can for, focus in on what you think they like. I get to pretend that the only cheeses that exist in the world are considered uh -huh, Bardwell cheeses. Uh -huh. Kind of, you know, sardonically right, get to right. be over boisterous about the, the glory of considered Bardwell. But. So what did you think you might accomplish today? What were you, when you were looking forward to this? I wanted to see, I wanted to reconnect with other people that we've worked with in the past. Other mm -hmm. people I've seen at like the Cheesemonger Invitational, mm -hmm. at a fancy food show. Mm -hmm. 
Did you compete this year? I didn't, no. I am far from competing. Uh-huh. I, I volunteered and ate and drank, mm-hmm. and that was that was a struggle enough for me. <laughs> but uh, someday I maybe I'll compete. Okay. I, I'm okay. not sure yet. Okay. I have to get my kind of like, you know, my creative juices right. flowing for that. But. What do you feel are the big issues in Vermont, uh, cheese-wise? I mean, the most recent issue that I've been at least thinking a lot about is GMO labeling, and that's Vermont's one of the states that's kind of gone forward on that. Um, we're working on that right now. I mean, we don't have... our A bunch of larger creameries, medium to larger creameries in Vermont, are kind of banding together to try to have the buying power to bring in non-GMO grain at a reasonable price and try to fight that price down. Okay. Because it's doable. It's just doable... In a way that logistically if you get is tough, yeah, and, and try to do it, yeah, and the price is what it is. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it gets lower, but I mean, mm-hmm. whether or not, it's just where we have to go, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's it's at a time where at least if you're going to get on the bandwagon, you're not behind. You're going to still pick up sales from people who are noticing who that care as about important. That. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we're there with it. We're spending more money on it, but it's kind of going to come back to us with people mm-hmm. who, who are concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And raw milk is always an issue in right. Vermont. I mean, there right. are smaller farmers who are trying to sell more openly and widely on a small scale, mm-hmm. and that can be risky because right. you know it took us a lot of cleanliness and a lot of careful, passive uh, procedures procedures really to get our milk, raw milk cheeses out there, mm-hmm. but. You know, it'd be risky if somebody just not having really much of a background in that just kind of like went willy nilly and, right. and ruined right. the whole show for everybody. Right. But right. And are you looking forward to Providence? I'm gonna have a great time. I can't wait. I'm not. <laughs> Will this be your first ACS? This is my first ACS oh my too. Gosh, yeah. You are. You I was. Were, yeah. Uh, well, I was a little. I was with the company, but I was a little green to you know merit a plane plane ticket to California last year. Right. But, but now Providence is a great. hop, skip, yeah, and Yeah, I know. A lot of great food in Providence. I'm going to Front Street for dinner with the farm at some point. That's uh-huh. going to be great. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm going to get out of there before the big... What's the big thing at the end where they just... Festival of Cheese. I, it You're sounds terrifying going? to me. No, no I don't think I, I don't oh, know. Oh, we're looking for volunteers for right. the Festival of Cheese. It sounds terrifying. Right, maybe I'll give it a try, yeah. I'll <laughs> check it out. I mean, I work Union Square every Monday and Friday, and uh-huh. that, that feels like a festival. It's just a swarm <laughs> of people. Well, looking. do you have you seen pictures of the festival? I haven't, actually, no. Okay. I'm, I'm just goofing around okay okay it's you know it's well if there's 1700 cheeses in the competition but then a bunch of them are sent to the breakfast now so it's a little bit under so maybe it's 1400 cheeses have to be prepped and displayed for a thousand people to eat them at a cocktail that alone does sound pretty pretty (laughs) impressive to me i'm you know like i will be it's quite a it actually it might be easier to your first time volunteer that day and not go to the cocktail party because then you can see it unfold and help and see the craziness no and then you can go home i'm always impressed by any effort to feed (laughs) masses of people without stampeding and i I mean, I like, I joke about that, but I have a lot of fun. There's a little stampeding around the winners. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that's good. They deserve it to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Now, one year when Jasper Hill won, Uh Vince uh, Razzanelli had to drive from um, back to Vermont and get some Winnemere to drive it back to Wisconsin to serve it at the Festival of Cheese. For the Festival of Cheese? Yes, yes. Yeah, I guess that's got to be a pretty fun drive, though. (laughs) 
You got to like tell at every gas station, like I'm well, going to get. Well, it's a fun story to back. tell. Yes, forever. How long of a drive would be that? Be? That's it's ridiculous. long. It's yeah, long. I'm sure. Vermont to Wisconsin is not. <laughs> but easy. there was not enough for the festival, and if you're best in show, you need you got to show some it cheese. up. Yeah. I think that happened with Rupert when we came in third and we had like eight wheels of it in existence. That is, that's tough when a smaller cheesemaker wins. Right, yeah, it's, exactly. It's inundated with orders and you can't cover it. No, because yeah. it's never, yeah. you never just have... Right. You can't and just, you don't have that particular one sitting around right. either. You can't just go in the kitchen and make a wheel of Alpha <laughs> Tolman, you know. You right. Gotta, you got to be a little patient. Anyway. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. It was it's a pleasure. It's been delightful to talk to you. The Academy Opus Caseus is the cheese industry's unique center for professional development, offering training for cheese professionals ready to move their careers to the next level. The Academy is the only professional cheese school integrating hands-on practice, formal instruction, and curriculum-related visits in every course. The Academy's core courses for mongers and affineurs are offered at the Mons facilities in France, and abridged courses are offered in Vermont, California, and London. A structured discipline of sensory analysis is practiced daily. The Academy has been recognized by the American Cheese Society as an approved education center for those preparing for the certified cheese professional exam. Here's a reading of a quote from Kevin Palmaccio, a graduate of the program. The balance of time is what sets essential foundations apart from other educational opportunities. While the classroom is important, spending time at the goat farm and working alongside the Mons staff immersed us in real work and taught me real skills I've already applied in my career. As a relative newcomer to the cheese business, daily concentration on sensory analysis was paramount. As a cheesemonger, I'm now in a better position to familiarize myself with a wide range of products and sell with more confidence. For more information and to apply for courses, visit their website at academy-moles.com. That's A-C-A-D-E-M-I-E-M-O-N-S.com. My last interview of the day was with Jeremy Stevenson, cheesemaker of 2014 Best in Show, Tarantay's Reserve. And Jeremy's pretty reserved as well, as you'll see. Hi, Diane. Hi. And he is the proud reigning champion of the American Cheese Society's Best in Show for Tarantes. And reserved. Reserved. And you are soon to give up your crown. Yeah, well, I expect so. I, can't, I, I definitely <laughs> don't expect not, that. You you're not going for two twice. years in a row? <laughs> we're, we're going for it, but whether or not we get it, it's another story. Anyway, so um, here we are at this lovely cheese festival. How many years have you participated in the cheese festival? I must have been here for six years at least. Since it started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it six years old? You know, some people say six, some, some people say, say seven. seven, and yeah. some people say eight. Well, let's find out about that. <laughs> okay, I think I, I heard seven. Okay, I'm I, going with that. Okay, so you were here from the start. Yes. And were you instrumental in organizing it? No, I was not. I think okay. that came about on the Cheese Council and with uh, the help of Allison Hooper, right? Right. And you must have that story. Yes. Um, 
so they, I think they were doing their uh, big anniversary for Vermont butter and cheese at the time, and right. the uh, and it, and she approached the cheese council as I remember it. I think she created the cheese yeah. council. Well, she or was on the cheese council early days, along with a few other people. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, she started it. Mm-hmm. Cheese council. Mm-hmm. So, how would you say the festival has grown and changed through the years? Well, I mean, growth is limited, as we were talking earlier, to the to the number of people you're allowed to have on this site. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a spectacular, gorgeous setting. Uh, and as my understanding is, we can only sell 1,600 tickets. Mm-hmm. And it's always sold almost all those, if, if not sold out. Mm-hmm. So in terms of that, I, I wouldn't say there have been big changes, but I think the way that that number of people has been managed has been improved, and there's a, a really dedicated um, committee every, every, every some of those folks have been on that committee every year since mm-hmm. we started that's mm-hmm. uh, part of the cheese council uh, the festival committee that has each year takes comments takes feedback takes a look at the overall operational aspects of the show and they mm-hmm. make sure that uh, if there's anything that they can do to improve it they they try it the mm-hmm. following year so and this year has, extra has tent. a big extra tent yeah which has spaced people out a lot yeah. i think the back yes, is a lot, a lot less, less crowded sweaty. yeah it's really nice back there more more airy yeah when, and if it know. had rained which it was supposed to it it would have been bad but not as bad with the nice tents yeah yeah you know in an aging room we notice changing the temperature when you get a few people in there <laughs> this back area when you crowd hundreds of people <laughs> on a 90 degree day it becomes unbearable what, so you know I that's been improved is in the left hand room the floor is wet and it, I don't know is it sweat it like, could be. <laughs> I, I had know. to walk very carefully through that room <laughs> this you know the weather has just this is classic cheese festival weather you know hot and humid it's um it's what we like, man. We get six months of yes. cold up here. We're s- we like it. You like hot weather, okay? Well, yeah, it's not here well, all the time. We from New York, we think we're coming for a weekend in in the Vermont hills, and it should be fifteen degrees cooler. Yeah, well, it probably is though. <laughs> New York, New York could be cooking today. That's true. Um, so, what do you for a day at the festival? What do you hope to accomplish? Uh, for Springbrook, for your cheese, for yourself. We just want to be part of the whole thing, you know, and be, be a little piece of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many customers coming through that some of them already buy our cheeses, but they really like to meet people connected directly with those cheeses and talk to us, and maybe they got a few questions. Mm-hmm. So you have, and then you have people coming through that have never experienced this variety of cheese before. Right. And um, so. The consumer. So I, I think we just, in general, it's it's consumer outreach, getting to know all the, uh, you know, some of the customers that support us. Mm-hmm. If you take a wheel of cheese or 100 wheels of cheese and you divide those wheels into wedges and you start thinking about how many customers you actually have in the world, hmm. it's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you just do the math. And right. uh, then, of course, you hope for repeat customers. And you want to keep them. You want yeah. them to love your cheese and keep buying it. Yeah, but I think my 
I just there are so many folks out there that support all of us cheesemakers buying our cheese. It's great to be able to see just a small number of them at least mm-hmm. directly, and this is a pretty efficient way to do it. Plus, we get to network with each other, get to see each other, cheesemaker. Mm-hmm. I like friends. that that first circle has a lot of people I know in it, so all the cheesemakers are behind the booths and just hanging out and talking. Yeah, and I think the first tent has predominantly um, sponsors Oh, okay. or board okay. members, yeah, so they're yeah. maybe somewhat more established cheese right. companies. Right, and then everybody knows each other from way back. Yeah, but it's definitely a mistake to miss to miss the, the other right. areas because there are so many amazing yeah products vermont cheeses well cheeses and, and products it seems like there's a lot more liquor there's a lot of booze here yeah <laughs> yeah is, is booze booming in vermont apparently <laughs> gin vodka yeah and it's always been a little bit of work done with the wine uh the wine uh, um organization the sort of the sister organization for the cheese uh-huh. Council. Um, the winemakers have always been part of this. Mm-hmm. And then the beer. The beer's here. The beer's and come the in. And spirits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine wine is the oldest, and, and now spirits and beer are coming in. Yeah, spirits, they seem to seem to be coming on strong. Yeah. A lot of. Yeah. Okay, so now what do you feel are big issues for cheesemakers in Vermont these days? I, I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but but I think what's got to be our biggest industry challenge is food safety, mm-hmm. and that ties to look. Somebody else is looking at that <laughs> texture. Right. Well, um, I food. I wonder if that's solid or if it's just a veneer. <laughs> I think it's solid. I mean, is that is it solid? Yeah. So, um, no, I'm, excuse me. A passerby is interrupting us Where, wh- about the side of the barn. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think food safety, but really in the context of our, mo- many of us sell cheese nationally and our distributors and the retailers out there with with coverage all over the country are asking for higher standards mm-hmm. so we're all being asked for third-party audits uh-huh. we are all being asked to present our HACCP plans mm-hmm. and explain what we're doing to make sure our food is safe so yeah I think that's just a massive change J- just in the eight years that I've been involved with Springbrook okay. um, it's really really changed um, you know and some of, I, I would say large part it's driven by FISMA and the FDA but mm-hmm. um, really what we see what I see anyway is, is that my customers are coming to me to our organization asking for verification that we have a food safety plan and that we're the customers we're on the ball. Yeah, they're, what you're doing. they're driving it okay. now okay. to me I mean yeah. that's the way it looks to me okay. we're being required if we want to do business with them you know, that's what we need to... I think that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot of extra work. We are expected to... And money. And money, I because we, we have... Yeah. Uh, we are expected to meet the same standards that uh, Kraft Foods would. It's just that 
each individual company has significantly less resources right. than Kraft Foods. Right. So we're all up against that, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of us feel it. And if you've got animals in real milk, that's a whole other layer that has to be supervised. Yeah, and I don't think anybody can argue that we shouldn't do it. Right. I mean, it, it should be done. We should make sure our food's safe. We need to mm-hmm. do everything we can to make sure that a customer never gets sick mm-hmm. as a result of eating our products. So are you looking forward to Providence? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are you, do you feel like Vermont is partially hosting Providence because Rhode Island is such a small state? Well, I know that the Cheese Council took a special interest in... Mm-hmm. Providence because, you know, the likelihood of ACS being so close where so many of us can drive uh, to it. And, you know, I know Springbrook, we're going to bring a lot of our staff down there Mm -hmm. because of the proximity. It costs a lot of money to get people on planes and fly them across the country. But or they can so, go for two days and come back, you know. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Go back and you can forth. duck. You yeah. can you can duck in and out. You yeah. can be there for one day. And, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be really fun. A lot mm-hmm. of, I know a lot of my folks are going to be there, but mm-hmm. also, um, yeah, the Cheese Council's taken a lot of interest in mm-hmm. sponsoring events, mm-hmm. and I think our agency of agriculture has helped us out a lot with that too. Mm-hmm. Did so, you? go to ACS in Burlington, or was that before you were That was my first That was your ACS. first? ACS. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's the first one. I think I heard that it can't come back to Burlington because Burlington's too small. too small. But Providence is smaller, a city, but maybe not the convention center. Yeah. I think it's the And I remember there was a party here that was boiling hot. There oh, was, yeah. 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 Was, the cheese was melting <laughs> off the tables. <laughs> And it was eight o'clock at night. Yeah. I remember. It was a heat wave. Another it was Vermont incredible. heat wave. That was <laughs> unbelievable. That was in the coach barn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very funny. Yeah. So that was your first one. That so was my first one. So you're coming full circle. This is the, the the next one you could drive to. Yeah, and actually at that one I was working for a distributor, and the reason I got up here is that I I drove a car full of fruit and vegetables uh-huh. up. To, at the request of Allison Hooper up to the Festival of Cheese so they could adorn all the tables oh. with this stuff. So that I am, <laughs> I'm looking for volunteers for decorating so, tables for well, the Festival we're gonna, of Cheese. Well, we do have, we've told our staff about it, so we're hoping yes. we can get some of them. Great. A couple of them are definitely going to be helping out. Oh, good. Set up for good, the festival. Good. Yeah. The festival, well, both the judging and the festival are such major undertakings logistics wise that you don't realize until yeah. you're in the in, back yeah and then it's like oh my gosh 1700 cheeses not marked you I know can, with their names yeah. <laughs> yeah unreal anyway well yep. okay it's been delightful to talk to you okay on Diane this af- sunny afternoon in Vermont good seeing you I'll see you in Providence okay goodbye thanks bye
Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.